Hallelujah. What a Savior. I was so blessed with the service already this morning. How many of you were? Oh, yeah, we have a few out there that are. It, it was a joy to be here together. And, you know, um, I appreciated Shane's getting out of the box thing and, and thinking of something. You know, why are we coming to church this morning? It, it's the thing to do, yeah, but it, it's also more than just the thing to do. It's, um, I, I liked it how one brother expressed it to me. It's about being encouraged and encouraging the brotherhood. And, and speaking of that, I want to just make a little bit of a quick side statement. I was very, very encouraged Friday night. And I think if, if Cleo Knapp would have been there, he would have probably been, well, I think he would have been encouraged and he would have probably also been a little bit, <clears throat> you know, having people delve into your personal parts of your, of your life or maybe a little bit hard sometimes. But it was a blessing to me to see everybody being actively involved in it. And um, there was a fair amount of, of treasure, material treasure found, but in the end, that's not what it's about. But there was um, $1,100 in cash, and then with the checks and everything, I think it was a total of $4,500, minus the, the notes that uh, we found. And he checked on Saturday, um, and they weren't open. They weren't able to tell him if those were actually legit, or, but they should be. There was also a couple of larger ones. But $4,500... I started thinking about it, um, 30 people times two and a half hours, that's 70, 75 hours approximately that we put into that. You know, and it's not about the money. It's not about the, it was about the relationships, the time, the, the you know, blessing, being that servant that God wants us to be. And it, it goes well with the message that I planned for today um, and some of you might look at it and say, this is absolutely ridiculous. You don't get up behind the pulpit and preach about a business meeting. That's, that sounds like pretty materialistic-minded, Norman. But I was very, very blessed. I, I went down to a meeting in um, Memphis, Missouri, and it was a, it was a business meeting. And... It, w it was good, you know, I sat there and, and twelled through the whole day, tooled through the whole day and endured it. Um, but at the last, the last topic that they had was, was so good, I felt like I, I really needed to, to preach about it. My text is going to be sort of somewhat out of 1 Corinthians 10. Um, and Shane just read it, and I was blessed, and I actually thought about it, that it, it would go well with what I had been thinking about. And um, I decided to read the last three verses um, in 1 Corinthians 10. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Give none offense, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. Even as I seek, even as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. And I, um, 
And I, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about it, you know, we, we um, are possibly, many of our, our thoughts are, are around scheduling. What we need to do, what, what fires do we need to put out today? You know, what, what are the things that are heavy on my mind? And so often I think that we forget to think about what does God want for me today? What can I do for God's kingdom? The, the children, in the children's class that I had this morning, I asked the question, what does God, what did God really put me here for? And um, one of the children, and I said, it, it's universal. It's not just, you know, I am called to, you know, we can fill in the blanks for individuals, but um, the statement was made, he thinks that God put us here to be his servants. Are we not all called to be his servants? And what does that look like? Does that, make, does that mean waking up in the morning, uh, quick eating some breakfast, then um, having devotions and rushing off to work, madly scrambling around to try to, to um, provide for my family and, and trying to, trying to you know, make ends meet? And then come home and I'm dog tired. I don't want to do anything with my family. I don't want to do anything with anybody else. All I want to do is drop into bed and get to sleep before the next morning the vicious cycle all begins all over. And that's why I think it's important that this message gets uh, preached on today. Because we can, we can fall into that trap very easily. But in verse 31 it says, What's the weather... Therefore, ye eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do all to the honor of God. That is, that is so profound. It's when I eat, when I drink, when I sleep, when I work, every aspect of my life should be governed by God. And if you guys think that I'm preaching this message to you, you can just guess again. It is preaching to myself because it is something that I struggle with every day. What does God want for me in my life? <clears throat> Give none offense, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. And I think that's pretty much all-inclusive. It it, it doesn't matter if it's my neighbors or if it's my people right here in church or if it's my family at home, whoever it is, let's not be that offense, that stumbling block to that person that makes, makes life a miserable life, makes, makes him or her misunderstand what Christian living is all about. We are called to be like Christ, like God. Even as I please men in all things, not seeking my own profit. I'm not doing it for my own glory. I've got a sign that I got in Haiti. Um, shine so that others... Don't shine so that others see you, but shine so that others can see Jesus through you. And I believe that that is something that needs to be part of my life today. Not trying to gather glory for myself or to to my family or to my church or whatever else, but all to the glory of God. <clears throat> so so why, why do we work? I'm going to have this kind of an interactive service here. Why, why do we work? It's not a trick question. It's 
Why do we work? Money. Yep. Pay the bills. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amen. That that's interesting. I think I think that pretty much summarizes what I have written down here. God already back in Genesis two, he made the comment that he 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 put Adam into the garden so that he can keep the garden. So he can he can dress it. I don't know. There was no weeds. Um, I'm not exactly sure what he did. He strolled through and ate fruit. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But it it didn't sound like much of a a hard job at all at that point in time. But later, when when Adam and Eve sinned and fell out of grace in the eyes of the Lord, he he gave them a curse and he said, "With the sweat of thy brow shalt thou eat thy bread." And so I don't think that that we're exempt. There's also also, um, let me see, that's in Ephesians. Um, no, it's in First Thessalonians. In 3.10 it says, the person that doesn't want to work, guess what? He shouldn't eat. That's kind of a good motivator, isn't it? If you, if you don't eat for long enough, um, you get really, really hungry. And if you don't believe it, try it. Um, I didn't go on too much of a hunger strike yet but I I do believe that if if you don't eat for long enough you get really hungry and it's a good motivator I think most of us if we see that we aren't going to have food on the table the next day if we don't work it's kind of a good motivator to get out of bed and and go take care of that so it also is a way of providing for the family um the Bible tells us that the person, the man who doesn't provide for his family is worse than an infidel. And I don't think that any of us want to be in that category at all. I think every one of us want to be the provider for our families the way that God wants us to be. And it's important. That gives us a reason to get out of bed. But it should not be the only reason. And then the other is like Keith said, to give to those that are less fortunate. There are needs around us. There are people out there that can't provide for themselves. And I believe that every one of us who have got the means need to be motivated to be providing, helping provide for them as well. Now we say that, no, there's, there's, there's so many needs around us. What we can provide, what measly little salary that I make, there's, it's a drop in the bucket. I might as well forget about it. it it's pointless. Friends, I'm here to tell you, every little helps. Um, the story of the, of the guy that was walking on the beach and all these, um, what was it? Somebody help me out. There's these starfish that were on the, on the bank. And he was chucking them back into the water. And the guy said, there was another guy that came along and said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm chucking these starfish back into the water. He says, there are way more starfish out there than you'll ever be able to get back into the water. And he's, it's not even going to make a difference. And as he, he never stopped in his stride, he just threw another one back in and he said, made a difference to that one, made a difference to that one. And, and that's what we're here for today. We're here to make a difference in everyone everyone's life that we come in contact with and I believe that that's important nowhere do I read in the scriptures that we should 
we should take a job so that we can become independently wealthy. Nowhere do I read in, in scriptures that I should take a job so that I can own two cars and a really nice house. I don't read that. God had a plan. He wants us to be the servant. He wants us to be out there being soul winners for Jesus. And then again, so why do I bring this up on Sunday? It, this is something that should be, we should call a meeting through the week and we should have, have this meeting then. But this is the point that I really appreciated and enjoyed about that whole thing. They said, they said my work, my family, my church, and my God, they all align with each other. So the way, the, this, is, this is what really took me for a loop, and that's why I thought, well, this is something that I need to preach about. Because, because they said that, that my work that I take, the work that I choose, has a huge bearing on my family life and on my church life. And I said, well, really, is that actually fact? And, and, and I think sort of in a way it's, it's coming backwards. You know, we should probably start with God first. We should start with, go with family second. We should uh, go with church third. And then it should be work. But unfortunately, by default, and I don't think that it's intentional, sometimes it gets reversed. And sometimes that I think that my work is the most important thing. I've got to get to work on time. Sorry, hon, I'd love to spend a little more time with you. But you know, I've got to get to work on time. My boss ain't going to love me if I show up five minutes late. You know, he probably doesn't. Probably isn't impressed with that. You know, there's, there's so many decisions. You know, I... I've got to work today. You know, I know that it's Sunday, but, you know, the world's got to continue turning, and if I'm not there to, to, um, to do my job, the world is going to stop. These, these decisions that we make are intentional, whether we admit it or not. Um, I... I find myself doing that so much is that in the morning, the first thing that I do instead of wiggling my toes, you know, uh, stretching my legs um, and thanking God for the ability to have a healthy body and mind, I'm thinking, okay, <clears throat> what's the most important here today? Uh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Um, you know, what I need to do is get out of bed and get going so that I'm, I'm ready, to, ready to start out my day. It is important, and we have, to, we have to focus. But first of all, first and foremost, and one of my, my non-Mennonite friends challenged me to that. They said, um, Norman, what time do you get up in the morning? I said, oh, usually I get up about 5.30 or so. And she says, you know, I started getting up at 4 o'clock so that I have that hour to spend with God. It's like, no, my, time, my, my sleep time is too precious. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to do that. 
But actually, in reality, how much, how much am I willing to sacrifice to be a servant for God? You know, that might mean taking a lower paying job so that, um, so that I can afford to spend more time with my family or my church or whatever else it is. But I can't afford it. Maybe I have to change my lifestyle a bit. I, these are not fun things to think about. <clears throat> um, so what is my business strategy? And I think, and, and, and I'm gonna be talking more from an employer standpoint, but I think that every one of us can, can also be looking at it from the employee standpoint because we have all got our niches to fill in life, whether we're employers or employees. I mean, we've all got direction. When I was uh, reading through the Bible and I was, I was looking at, you know, um, all of the scriptures that apply to business, and probably the biggest bulk of the, of the um, information came from a very, very wise businessman. And like Dwight and I were discussing the other evening, um, I like to think, or we like to think of Solomon sitting back there on the porch and reflecting on life. You know, what is life all about? It's vanity, vanity, all is vanity. All this money that I've accumulated, all these possessions that I've accumulated, all of that is just vanity. It doesn't, in the long, uh, in the, in the, in the, and the big picture, it doesn't matter to, I mean, it doesn't amount to a hill of beans. It's just immaterial. Um, and this was something that was brought up. What do, um, how, how long do you think an average business in America lasts today? Thirty years, forty years, fifty years, ten years? hundred years. I can think of a couple like John Deere. I don't know when was, when was that plow made? Was that made in the early 1900s? Mid 1800s. So John Deere has been with us for a long time. Case IH hasn't. Uh, and, but there are, there's a few, there's a few companies there that will be, you know, multi-generational but in general I think they say that in America there's somewhere between 30 and 50 years is what the average um, citizen I mean the average business lasts we're ready we're willing to our invest our souls and our all of our passion gets invested in a business that possibly could last 30 to 50 years but we're ready to neglect our church and our families that have eternal consequences. And that is scary. Is that serving the Lord the way that I think that I, I don't think that's serving the Lord the way that God wants to be served. <clears throat> so what is, our, what is my business strategy? Most of us probably have a business strategy, a, a goal. And I adopted one um, 
I stole it from someone else. It's where, where quality, where speed and quality collide. Um, and it is, it is something that I think that most of us look at our businesses and we say that we want to provide a good product at a fair price. And how are we going to do that? Um, unfortunately, a lot of us here are good businessmen. I am. First of all, we're going to start with labor. <coughs> Keith, don't look at me that way. Um, but, you know, we don't, we don't want to pay more than we absolutely have to. And we're going to look at our, the places that we get our raw material. And, you know, we're going to call around and we're going to make sure that we get the best deal that's available for us today because we aren't going to pay any more than we absolutely have to. You know, we're even, going, we're even willing to cross the line sometime and get out of our comfort zone and, you know, even get on the borderline of being dishonest with our... Well, you know, this person told me that he, he would be able to give me such and such a deal. Well, he didn't really say it. Um, I might have, you know, imagined it. Willing to do that. You know, to make a business deal, make, make my bottom line a little bit higher. Is that serving the Lord? Is that doing God's will? I think, I think um, in the Bible we've got clear instructions on what, what um, God wants for us and how we should do business. In Psalms 112.5, it says, It is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. Well, that's talking with a man that, that's talking about a man who's already got his living made. It's not talking about us that are still trying to grow our businesses, right? Wrong. I think that this is talking to every one of us, whether we are, this is our first day on the job or whether it's, it's, um, we are in Lynn's position where my finances are basically in order. I, don't ha I wouldn't have to work anymore. Every one of us have got to be the type of person that God wants us to be. We have to be just. We have to be fair. We need to practice the golden rule. And I think that that's something that every one of us needs to apply in our lives, whether we're an employer or an employee. Every one of us need to practice the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto me. Um, need to be honest with our, with our business dealings. In Proverbs 11.1, 1, it says a false, uh, false balance is an abomination to the Lord. When we tip that scales to try to always make that thing come out in our favor, then guess what? God doesn't bless us. There again, the laborers deserves his wages. In 1 Timothy, it tells us about that. Are we fair with the way that I treat my, uh, with my clients? Am I fair the way that I treat my workers, employees? James 5.4 talks about treating your hired hands fairly. And I think that that's important. If these, if these things are important on my work site, why would I not go home and apply them in my, my household? 
Why would I not treat my wife and my children the way that I would like to be treated? If I am impatient and go ripping off to work every morning with never, um, never, is, well, you have a good day or anything like that, um, you know, is that, is that being treated the way that I would like to treat? I was, I was blessed. I was in at JW's the other night, and, and there was this clerk in there, and there was this, this grumpy old lady in front of me, and she goes, hi, how are you doing today? And the lady goes, fine, put this on so-and-so-and-so. And, you know, it effectively shut down the conversation. Um, but, you know, she didn't give up. I was next in line, and she tried it again. And I hope my, what do you think I responded with? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you probably know better than I deserve. And so um, I hope that these are things that we can, even though we get used despitefully, I think that we can show them a better way, I believe. And, um, you know, even if we're not used the way that we want to be used, we still need to keep on trying. Bless her heart for that. <clears throat> so if, if um, being honest at my work site is important, how about at church? Am I willing to be honest with my brothers and my sisters? Am I willing to be honest with my family? Tell them, you know, my struggles. Tell them about the things that I that I deal with every day. Am I fair to my family? Am I fair to my church? Um, a top CEO of a $500 million company was asked what his job description is. And he made the comment, he said, I spend 95% of my time developing my employees to be the men and women that they need and want to be. Is that something that I do in my family? Do I, am I at home showing, leading my wife and my children to be the men and women that they need and want to be? Am I showing Christ in my life? Am I being a reflection off of Christ in my life? Or am I too involved with my business? It's like, well, tomorrow I might have more time with you. I'll, I'll, I'll take time with you tomorrow, but today I'm busy. How about my church? Do I spend time in my church to develop you men, you ladies, you children, into being the men and women that you want to be? You know, we have got different gifts. Every one of us have got different gifts, and we're all made differently. But every one of us, if we have a person that is advocating for us and encouraging us, trusting us with responsibilities, trusting us with, with um, and, and, and egging us on, leading us on, I think that we have potential here that will never stop, and I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, these are, these are things that I can learn from my business as well. My time is running out. Um, and the last one was probably the one that I didn't even want to talk about because it, it talks about time. 
We just don't have time. We've got our business to look after. We don't have time. My business, my business trumps everything else. I don't have time for my family. I don't have time for my church because I have got to make more money so I can give more to the church. And I can give more to the family. There was a friend of mine that had a milkman that was running crazy hours. He was putting in long, long weeks. I think he, he thought that he had slept like 24 hours in that last week's time. It was a ridiculous amount. He had asked his, he had asked his um, son on his eighth birthday what he would like to have, and he was hoping that he would ask for something really nice because he had money to pay for it. You know, something like a little dirt bike or something like a 22 rifle or something expensive is like he would have been more than happy to write out a check and here, son, go get it, you know. But his son said, Dad, if I could have two hours with you. That is so sad. That is something that I'm afraid that I starve my wife from. I starve my families from, my church. And that's not my desire. It shouldn't be that. That should not be my overriding desire. My overriding desire should be that I want to be faithful in my home, my family, be faithful in my church, be faithful at the job site as well. Another story that was brought out there at that, um, at that meeting was, he said that there was a farmer, grew up in the community, and I'll bet Marvin knows him uh, nicely. Arliss? Was it Arliss nicely? Has he passed away? I'm not exactly sure what his name was, and I'm sure that, that person really doesn't, wouldn't even care to have his name broadcasted, but he was a farmer, and he had a couple of farms uh, a number of miles apart. And on, on, his day to, on his way to work one day, he always went past this place and he knew that there was a little boy that lived there that had no dad. And this little boy was out in his yard and he was playing pet, pitch and catch. And we all know that playing pitch and catch by yourself is no fun. I mean, it, it's way more exciting having, having dad or brother or sister or someone playing it with you. So he was driving past and he saw this little boy out there playing pitch and catch by himself. And, and guess what? He stopped. You know, he was a busy man. He was a farmer. He had, he had a hay to mow. He had, he had corn to cultivate. He had, we all know what it's like to, we, we, have, we, don't, we don't have time right now. I mean, I would love to, you know, but we just don't have time. But he stopped. And he played with that little boy for about 10 minutes. And then he said, well, I've got to be going again. And he, and he went on up the road. Years later, some of his relatives were at a filling station in Missouri. And this guy came up and he said, I noticed that your plates are from Kansas. Do you know anybody from Hutchison? He said, yeah, I do. He said, do you know this nicely guy? And he goes, yeah. And he said, he used to be my neighbor. One day I was out in the yard playing ball by myself and he went by on his tractor and he said he played ball with me for a while. He said, I grew to adulthood 
And I always wanted to know what this Mr. Nicely stood for. And he said, I've become part of a church. I know what Mr. Nicely's faith stood for. He did it because he loved the church and was willing to serve and give his time to God and the church and to his neighbors. Let's be those people that, that give. Let's be servants for God. And that would just be my challenge this week for the rest of our lives. Let's think about the businesses, the, the work that we choose, and where it may lead us. Thanks, and may God bless you.